I want this promotion even though I have a lot of self-doubt and a lot of fear and worry and self-criticism. If you have 10 people on a team and two of them are up for promotion and there's only one spot and one person asks and one person doesn't, the promotion is going to the person that asks. If it's hard for you, then the act of doing it is going to make you feel confident and powerful. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's good to be here. It's good to be talking to you. I love doing solo episodes because I just love to talk to you and talk about all of these career topics that just like get me so fired up, especially today's topic. If you're new here, welcome to The Art of Speaking Up. I'm Jess, and I've been hosting this show for three years. I started my career in the corporate space and had a thriving career in the corporate space, despite, you know, being very anxious and insecure. And despite being someone who really struggled with confidence and struggled with my voice, I was able to grow and evolve and build a really powerful nine to five career. And now I am a coach and I dedicate my time and my career exclusively to supporting women in building confidence and finding a very powerful voice and in elevating in their organizations or in their industries, sometimes by leaving their organizations. I am so excited about today's episode because I'm going to be talking about self-advocacy, which is such an important topic and it's also such a tender topic because advocating for yourself is terrifying. It's a really, really scary thing to do and it's as much about tending to and being with and navigating your fears around what it might mean to advocate for yourself, what it might mean to ask for a role or a project or a promotion, like to ask for the thing you want. It's as much about the emotional piece as it is about like the tactical steps. And in fact, I would argue the emotional piece, navigating the fears and all of the things that something like that could bring up is more important, more central than having the perfect plan. There is no perfect plan. I'm going to share some thoughts with you to get you thinking about this. This is for sure going to be a topic that I talk about on multiple episodes because I listed out about 10 different things that I want to cover and they're all pretty substantial. So today is going to be just more foundational in helping you at least start to think about self-advocacy and think about your career path and to open your awareness that you don't have to sit around and wait for someone to promote you, but that you can actually play a very active and powerful role in that process. That's what today is about. And before I dive in, come join me in the Facebook community if you want to connect with me, if you want to connect with other women who listen to the show. The group is growing every day. I'm going in there doing mini trainings and connecting with all of you. It is such an amazing community. I feel the love in there so much. I hope that if you go in there, you'll feel the love too. So I would love to have you join us and be more a part of this. I will link the Facebook group below. It's called The Art of Speaking Up. And I would love to see you in there. And now let's talk about promotions. You know, (laughs) I've seen a really interesting 
phenomenon or pattern or occurrence in a lot of the women that I support in my one-on-one private coaching work. And I find this pattern really, really fascinating. I support women in a lot of different ways. So each client that I support, they have their individual goals of what's important to them. And that is what they're working on. And it's not the same for each woman that I work with one-on-one. So for some women, they're very, very focused on their voice and meetings and speaking up, communication and executive presence, right? It's all about literally the art of speaking up. That is the focus of our work. For other women, it's a broader umbrella of that and confidence, that and tackling imposter syndrome. And then I have some clients where we're getting really, really tactical and our work together is let's get you the promotion. Let's get you switched into like a new career vertical. Let's get you into the role you want. Like, let's get you to the place where you want to go. But what's so interesting is that it is very common that I will start my work with someone, with a private client, and the work that we do will have nothing to do with them getting promoted. They will not express any interest in that to me at all. We will start our coaching agreement because when we start our work together, we talk about and we narrow in on and we spend time and energy thinking about what are we creating together? What is the purpose of this coaching engagement? What is the result that you want to create? And I have so many clients who when they share that result with me, it has nothing to do with promotions. They want to work on confidence. They want to work on speaking up and their voice. But what happens is they will get to a tipping point in our work together where their self-concept, what they think about themselves and their confidence and their view of themselves and what's possible for them has grown to a certain point that they start now wanting a promotion. So at first, because their confidence wasn't in this place where they could even have the courage to ask for it or see themselves very proactively pursuing a promotion, it's not even on their radar. And as they begin to feel strong and confident, they realize that that's something that they want. And this is so interesting because I don't think, and we're all different, right? But I think when something like that happens, it's not because the desire for the promotion was never there in the first place. It's just because it can be really hard to claim and own your desires when your confidence is shaky. It is so scary and terrifying and vulnerable to not feel 100% strong and confident about your capabilities and to still have like the courage and the cojones to say, I want to go for this thing. I want this promotion, even though I have a lot of self-doubt and a lot of fear and worry and self-criticism. That is a really hard thing to do. And that is a huge, huge undercurrent and theme that existed throughout my corporate career, where I was highly, highly ambitious and highly, highly insecure at the same time. And those are really difficult opposing traits to live with. However, they make for a very interesting experience and very interesting growth. And I think that's why I constantly have so much to share on this podcast and why I'm so passionate about this work is because I think the experience of having the ambition, but also being highly insecure is a very fascinating experience to navigate. And there's so much learning about ourselves and richness that comes from it. But anyway, the reason that I wanted to record this episode for you is because just as I see in my one-on-one work that my clients' minds 
open up to this possibility of maybe I I could declare that I want this and I could actually ask for it and pursue this promotion. Just as their minds begin to open to that possibility, I want to start to open your mind to that possibility, especially if you're listening to this. If you are listening to this and you are thinking that you will listen and consume, but you will not take any of the scary action steps that I suggest you take. If you're listening with that frame of mind where you're like, yeah, I'll hear her steps and I'll hear her explain how I'm supposed to advocate for a promotion, but I for sure won't do it. If that's what you're thinking, this episode is for you. Because this feeling that you have, this thought process that you have that you aren't going to do it is the thing that's getting in the way. And if you're going to choose to lay low, I at least want you to choose that from an empowered place of knowing that you don't have to choose that and knowing that you could exit your comfort zone and do the scary thing and still choosing not to do that. Because you're allowed to do whatever you want with your life and your career. It's your life. It's your career. We can make whatever choices we want. But it's so important when we make those choices to be really truthful and honest with ourselves about why we are making those choices. And this episode will hopefully help you be more truthful with yourself, more honest with yourself, so that you can make a choice about what you want to do in your career in terms of self-advocacy and so that you can make peace with that choice and move on, right? There's something really empowering about being decisive and being decisive from a place of truth and honesty and honoring what is best for you and what you want most. And so I'm going to talk to you about a concept that I work on a lot, that I think about a lot, that is so important to me, which is active versus passive career progression. So I want to walk you through what this is. And I want to also walk you through some of the things that you might be thinking that might be keeping you in the passive state and things that you might want to consider as you ponder whether you might want to shift into the active state. So let me pause and step back and define passive versus active. And I'm going to give some context to all of this by sharing that every workplace has a different system for how people get promoted. So there are some work environments where it's very structured and it's very organized and you have a certain number of reviews and touch points and promotions happen in a certain way and a certain time. There are other work environments where there's barely any structure at all and there's not like a cycle or a clear timeline and it's very vague. Regardless of what type of environment you are in, this applies And it's almost exactly the same in both situations. So it doesn't really matter how things are done at your company. I can do a future episode or future content on like the difference, differences and what to do if you're, you know, at a company where there's like no structure and it's like a total question mark. But honestly, this episode is going to help you no matter what. So I'm going to preface it with that and then define active versus passive. So passive career growth and career progression is when you do really good work and you try to do your best and you have your eye on the promotion and you want the promotion, but you never take proactive steps to make your desires known and clear 
and to ask for the thing that you want. So you might still be intending to get it and trying to get the promotion. You might still be trying to over-deliver in your role, show people your thought leadership, speak up in meetings, strengthen your professional reputation, build and cultivate and develop relationships. You might be doing lots of things with the intention of getting to your next level faster. However, you do not flip into the active category until you take proactive steps where you communicate to your key decision maker, which is usually your manager, but not always, but to your key decision maker that you are interested in a promotion and that that is something that you desire. And the reason that I share this with you is because I I was someone who was very passive about it and I I wanted it very badly. So I tried to like do really well and work really hard and like, you know, just be really good at things. And I tried to get a promotion as fast as possible without ever asking for it. And I learned very, very quickly that if you have 10 people on a team and two of them are up for promotion and there's only one spot and they're, those two people are doing very similar work quality and one person asks and one person doesn't, the promotion is going to the person that asks. And I learned that the hard way. And I think a lot of us learn that the hard way. And if you've been passed over for promotion cycles, if you feel like you're in a role that you're actually overqualified for, then this is so important for you. So active means that you're actively having the conversation, and this requires you to face your fears, and it requires you to do something that is really, really challenging, which is to sell yourself on why this promotion is a good idea before you sell your primary stakeholder. And I think that the reason that people feel afraid to make the ask to directly have conversations about the next step in their career. I think part of the reason that feels scary is because when you have imposter syndrome and when you have self-doubt and then you feel shaky and you question whether you could do this role, whether you deserve this role, whether you should have this role, then you sharing with another person that you want this role is going to feel 10 times shakier because you are not solid. It's sort of like... If you, like, let's say that you feel really strongly about something, you feel really confident about something, it's going to be a lot easier to convince your boss to do the thing that you feel confident about than to convince them to do the thing that you want but that you don't feel confident about. That is an inherently very difficult exercise. However, what I want you to start to think about is the consequences of staying passive and all the things you gain when you decide to take a proactive role and you decide to move from passive into active when it comes to your career development. And I will do a separate episode at some point just on like, how do you move from passive to active? What does it look like to have career development conversations? How do you do that? What do you do, right? I will share more with you on what that looks like. There's no right way, spoiler, but there are things you can think about, like setting up time with your manager and driving conversations with your manager about your professional growth. And those conversations lead in to you eventually being ready for a promotion. But what I really want you to think about is when you're in the passive mode and you're not directly sharing that you're interested in this growth and interested in this progression, then you are in the dark 
and you are fully leaning on the fact that, number one, the people around you are seeing everything that you're doing and are thinking about it and taking it in as often as you are, and number two, that you're the priority and that you are at the top of their list. And without inserting yourself into the conversation, they're not going to see all the things that they need to see from you. So in other words, you might be doing a lot of things and adding value in really important ways, and they might not be seeing all of that, and you might not be getting credit for that. And you are not going to know where you stand because you're not having those conversations with them. So the goal is to move from passive to active, where you are having conversations with your manager or with whoever your stakeholder is, because then you get to control your narrative and you get to talk about the things that you're doing and show them that you're doing things that demonstrate readiness for the promotion. And in those conversations, you will receive feedback and input from them on where you stand, what the timing is, and what's going to happen next, so you will no longer be in the dark. And I think that it is incredibly empowering to take this upon yourself, whether you feel ready to do it or not, because a lot of your confidence is going to be built just by having the courage to do it, just by having the courage to move from passive to active. Now, I want to talk about some deeper things that I see people not thinking about and not considering when they're making this choice of, do I want to have a conversation with my manager? Do I want to bring this up? Do I want to just stop waiting for them to say like, surprise, you're promoted? And do I actually want to insert myself into the conversation? The first thing that I want to talk about is the fear of getting a no. So of course, if we put ourselves out there and ask for something and we don't get it, it totally stings more than when we don't put ourselves out there. And I think that's another reason why people stay passive and why people don't ask for promotions is because if they're not asking for it and then they don't get it, it won't hurt as much. It won't feel embarrassing. There won't be as much disappointment. So it's a way to hedge against those feelings of disappointment, which, by the way, does not help you build your confidence because part of confidence means having the ability to navigate feelings like disappointment and navigate feelings like rejection or like embarrassment. Not that they're fun, but it's very hard to build lasting, sustainable confidence without cultivating that ability. So avoiding disappointment, avoiding these more challenging emotions is not in your best interest if you're trying to grow and become someone who's braver and bolder and takes up more space. And so that's one thing to think about. But what I also want you to think about is, let's say you listen to this podcast episode and you're like, yeah, just is right. I'm totally hiding. I totally want this promotion. And I'm doing all of the work. And the last thing that I'm not doing, like I'm not doing that last mile, which is just talking to my manager about it and having the conversation. So let's say you listen to this. You're like, I like what she's talking about. I'm feeling bold. I'm feeling brave. I'm feeling ready to challenge myself. And so you decide to grab time with your manager, start having conversations. And eventually, maybe after a few months of talking to your manager, the promotion cycle rolls around and your manager says, I'm sorry, I tried, or I'm sorry, but you're not ready for the promotion. The answer is no. And you get a no. This is a really, really good thing because what it means is you probably got to that no faster. 
So for some reason, your organization doesn't want you to advance. They don't want to promote you. That is extremely important information for you to have so that you can make career choices about what you want to do next rather than staying somewhere, waiting and waiting all this extra time and then hearing that no farther into the future. So when you get proactive about asking for a promotion, it accelerates the yes or the no. The more conversations you have and the more proactive you are and the more active you are in asking for your own promotion, the more you're going to compress the timeline of when you get told yes or no to the promotion. And compressing the timeline for the no from a career perspective is a good strategic move because then you can decide, do you think your organization is going to promote you eventually? Is there a clear path? And if there's not, I think something that's really important to think about is that there's an organization out there that will. And so at that point, you get to make the decision of whether you want to stay where you are or move on. So even though disappointment isn't fun, I know rejection isn't fun, I know that it can sting, and I know that this stuff can feel really scary, the truth is you don't want to postpone a no. If your organization is a no to advancing you to the next level, if I was in your shoes and when I was in my corporate career, I wanted to know that as soon as possible. I didn't want to sit around somewhere and wait a couple years and then be told no. I want to know right away because I'm someone who stays motivated by growing quickly. And if I'm not going to grow quickly, I want to know that as quickly as possible so that I can think about whether the environment and that organization is the right place for me. So getting the no faster is a good thing if one of your primary goals in your career is to advance, and this show is dedicated to helping women advance. So I hope that if you're listening, that is something that's important to you and that you want. That's the first thing that I want to share about why you might want to lean into the discomfort and lean into the fear of getting a no. This is not to say that you're going to get a no. Almost everyone I have supported in asking for a promotion has gotten a yes. I've never supported someone who's gotten a no. I've heard people get a yes or a yes later. So either yes, you're going to get the promotion now when you're asking, or yes, you're going to get it in the future. And so it's not that you're going to get a no. It's it's that you're going to find out sooner where you stand. And that information is really important for your career progression and your decisions for how long you stay in the organization. Okay, so now I want to talk about like what's really important here that people do not think about. And this matters so much if you want to advance beyond middle management. If you see yourself as rising up and becoming like a leader with a broader scope, right? Someone who has a big team, someone who has a big title, someone who is truly a very influential leader in the corporate space, in your organization, in your industry. If that is something that you envision for yourself, this next piece that I'm about to talk about is the most important thing. And I would really like open your brain wide up and like make lots of room for this to sink in because I think like this is where the magic is and this is where the growth is. When you go to your manager and you talk to them about the promotion you want and why you want it, why you think you'll do well in that promotion and 
why you think it's in the organization's best interest to promote you. When you go through that process, you are very powerfully demonstrating two things. You are demonstrating emotional maturity and you are demonstrating thought leadership. You are demonstrating emotional maturity because you're showing your manager that you can sit down and have a hard, scary conversation and that you can be in that room, you can be a grown-up in that space and you can show up for that and talk with them face-to-face about something that matters and something that is a little bit scary. There is so much emotional maturity required for you to show up for that conversation and especially for you to lead that conversation. And it is that emotional maturity that demonstrates that you can take on more. Because the more you advance in your career, the more you're gonna have to have harder conversations and the deeper your emotional maturity is going to need to be. So the more that you have a capacity to sit down and talk to someone very directly and very openly about something that feels a little bit scary for you, the more powerful and effective you are going to be as a leader. So the act of sitting down, having that conversation, it builds the emotional maturity that you need and it demonstrates that you have the emotional maturity. And I think that you really want to not underestimate this. If you feel scared to ask for the promotion and if you have imposter syndrome and then you hide from the conversation, then when you get the promotion, you're still going to feel that imposter syndrome because you haven't done anything to break through some of your own limiting beliefs about your capabilities. But when you sit down and have the hard conversation, you just shattered one of the beliefs that you had about yourself. You thought this was scary. You thought that you couldn't do this, but then you ended up doing it. You have this huge chunk of evidence that you are stronger than you think you are, that you are more confident than you think you are, that you can do more than you think you can do. And that evidence is going to come with you into the promotion. And when you land in the promotion, you're going to be feeling more solid, more stable, and more secure because you sat down and had that hard conversation. So don't think that avoiding the scary conversation and then still getting the promotion is a quote-unquote win. Of course, I want you to get the promotion, but what I also want is for you to get that promotion and then when you get it, to be the confident woman that you are trying to become. And you're not going to become that woman just by trying to work really, really hard and never ever do anything scary you're going to become that confident woman by doing the hard, scary thing that you know is right for you and you know is right for your career. And this is so important. And I really want to emphasize this. And I really want to drive this home because I see so often people want to build confidence. They want to feel powerful. They want to become that strong, badass female leader. And I think that's cool and amazing and awesome. And I am so here for it. And in the end of the day, That's what I want for you too. Like that's what this work is all about. That is so close to like the fire in my belly that underlies this show and underlies this work. But 
You can't become her without exiting your comfort zone. You can't become her without going to places that feel a little bit scary. The definition of what it means to be badass is you're badass. You go into scary things, right? Like you dive into the scary swamp or the scary thing and you go in and you know it's going to be scary and you don't know exactly what to expect and it's uncertain, but you're so badass and cool that you do it anyway because the uncertainty and the scariness isn't going to stop you. And then when you come out of that, you're not the same person. I call it the swamp lady. So here's how I think about it. I think about it as like when we have fears, it's like we have to go swim in this terrifying swamp with these terrifying swamp creatures. And it's like dark and there's cricket sounds. And we're like looking at this swamp scared to dive in. And we feel scared. We don't feel like, oh, I'm ready to dive into the swamp. We feel terrified. Like we're trembling and we're like, oh my gosh, I feel awful. What am I doing? But then you go in the swamp, it's hard, it's scary, but you swim in the swamp and you emerge this powerful swamp lady. So I want you to imagine yourself like emerging from the swamp, like I'm imagining like a slow motion shot of you like coming out of the swamp with like all of these plants and sea beads like hanging from your arms and your hair like all wet with like flowers and plants in it. But you're like emerging from the swamp. As a powerful swamp lady, you're not the same person you were when you went in because you just swam through that swamp, right? And if you want more of this, listen to the six-part series on confidence. I talk all about this. But it is the swim in the swamp that gets you to become the strong, powerful woman you want to become. It is not about finding ways to avoid the scary swamp that helps you stay confident. It's about going into the swamp. And that's why this conversation with your manager and that's why being proactive about going for a promotion matters if you're trying to become confident and powerful. Because if it's hard for you, then the act of doing it is going to make you feel confident and powerful. I see a lot of people wanting to become the swamp lady, but they're not willing to swim in the swamp, right? And I think we do this as humans. We want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to feel strong and badass and powerful, but we don't want to feel uncomfortable and we don't want to subject ourselves to rejection and we don't want to push our edges and we don't want to exit our comfort zone. So we try to find ways to become the swamp lady without swimming in the swamp, but there is no way, which means that if you avoid swimming in the swamp and you get the promotion, you're not going into that promotion as the swamp lady. You're going into that promotion as you. And if you want to go into that promotion, knowing that you are like the motherfucking swamp lady, then you need to swim in the swamp. There's no other way, right? And so it's that emotional maturity, that emotional resilience that helps you get there and that helps start to break down that imposter syndrome. And every swampy thing you do in your job now is going to make you feel more steady and more stable and more confident when you get into the promotion tomorrow. Swamp today, (laughs) confidence tomorrow. Remember that. I was not planning for this episode to go in this direction, but here we are. Swamp today, (laughs) confidence tomorrow. Wow. I spent six episodes trying to explain confidence and all I needed were four words. (laughs) Swamp today, confidence tomorrow. I didn't need six episodes. That's, I mean, the confidence series is amazing. Listen to it. I think you'll love it. But swamp today, confidence tomorrow, which means scary conversation with your manager today, less imposter syndrome tomorrow when you're in the role. 
The other piece about this I want to share with you, though, aside from the emotional maturity and aside from becoming a so womp lady, is that when you have this conversation, it demonstrates thought leadership. Because if you talk to your manager about wanting a promotion, you have to be able to articulate what is needed in the role and why you are the best person to do to do those things. You have to be able to make that case. And so what you're doing is you're going to your manager with a blueprint of why you fit into that role, which means you have to do the really deep thinking to answer that question for yourself before you share it with your stakeholder, before you share it with your manager. And in doing that thinking, you are showing your manager that you know what needs to get done in that role and you know how to do it. Here's how you can think about this. And I think this is such a powerful thing and this is so important. And I really hope that this soaks in all the way. So I want you to imagine that instead of asking your manager for a promotion, you're asking your manager for permission to build a house. Let's say you know, just metaphorically that the work you do is building houses or building buildings, and your promotion is like getting to build this big, fancy building. If you go to your manager and say, hey, I want to build the building, that's not going to be very influential. But if you go to your manager and say, hey, I want to build the building, and here's the architectural blueprint, I drew it up. I drew up all of the foundation. I can show you what the building's going to look like. I can show you the phases of building the building. When you show that blueprint to your manager, they're like, oh my God, she can build the building because she just drew this blueprint. She she just drew up this plan, right? Like she knows how to do it. And that creates evidence and belief in them that you can do the role because you have explained to them and articulated why you can do the role and what you are going to do in the role. And that is one of the most powerful ways to demonstrate your readiness for the role. Would you rather hire the architect who has already created the blueprint for the house they're going to build? Or would you rather hire the architect that's just like standing there? You want the architect with the blueprint because they showed you. They showed you what you can do. And when you're talking to your manager about promotions, and I'll talk more about this and I'll go more into detail on this, but when you're talking to your manager about a promotion, you're showing them a blueprint of what you're going to do, of what you're going to build, of the building, of what you're going to do when you're in the role. And when they see that blueprint, they can make the connection in their mind that you are going to be able to excel in this role. And so this is so important. And (laughs) not only does it increase their belief, but this is going to increase your belief. When you have to do the deep thinking of why would it be a good idea for me to get this promotion? What am I going to do when I'm in this promotion? How are the things that I'm already doing demonstrating that I have those skills? And then when I get into that position, then what? What's going to happen? What's next? When you can answer that question, clearly, concisely, from a place of having thought it through, your confidence is going to go up so high because the story of imposter syndrome is telling you that you can't answer that question because you're not good enough for the role. And you push past that and you force your brain (laughs) to sit down with you and you force your brain to help you think through what you're going to do in that role and what that's going to look like and why your skill set matches that role. Your imposter syndrome, again, is going to weaken. It's another crack in that shell of imposter syndrome that surrounds you because you've generated this piece of evidence that you have what it takes and you've thought through what you're going to do in the role. And that's ultimately what you communicate to your manager. And so 
asking for a promotion is about so much more than asking for a promotion. It's not about asking for a promotion. It's not about getting a promotion. Asking for a promotion is about becoming the type of person who asks for a promotion. And the type of person who asks for a promotion is willing to face their fears and be a swamp lady, has emotional maturity and resilience, and has been able to do the difficult thinking on why they should get this promotion and what you're going to do when you're in the role. And when you become that person, your confidence is going to move up a notch. And it's not just your confidence, but the confidence that your manager has in you is going to be way, way higher when you are able to sit down and have that conversation. So yeah, it's of course about getting the promotion, but it's so much deeper than that. And if you want to work on your imposter syndrome and you want your imposter syndrome to go away, You have to start taking action as the person of you that doesn't have imposter syndrome. So you, you can't, it won't go away if you're always hiding, right? You can't solve and fix imposter syndrome inside your comfort zone. And this is why imposter syndrome is inherently so difficult and so tricky to navigate because the imposter syndrome is telling you to never leave your comfort zone because there's so much fear that you're gonna fail, right? Because if you're an imposter, the second you take a risk, you're gonna fail because you're an imposter. But the thing that you need to do (laughs) for the imposter syndrome to shrink is to exit your comfort zone. That's where the imposter syndrome starts to crack. Think about it as like in a superhero movie or a fantasy movie, sort of like Dr. Freeze in Batman and Robin, where if he's not in the cold temperature or whatever, he can't survive, I think, whatever. But like he can't survive in the cold temperature, I think. And so he needs to always be in the cold temperature. And if he's out of that and he doesn't have access to like the ice or the diamonds or whatever, he loses his power. So it's the same thing of like once you exit your comfort zone, your imposter syndrome starts to weaken, but it's going to try to negotiate with you and bargain with you to stay in your comfort zone. And that is the essence of mindset work because you realize, oh, it's not just about having the conversation. It's not just about me taking the step outside of my comfort zone. It's about me learning to negotiate with my mind and to negotiate and bargain with imposter syndrome when I'm trying to do the scary thing so that I can become a powerful swamp lady. And my imposter syndrome is trying to get me to stay safe and comfortable and in my comfort zone and never make any changes and never be brave or ask for the things that I want. So I'm going to leave you with that, and I want to leave you with one nugget to think about. Just think about whether you are currently active or passive when it comes to your career development. Are you waiting on someone to promote you, or are you taking steps to make your desires known, to advocate for yourself, to demonstrate your emotional maturity, and to demonstrate your thought leadership and readiness for the role? No judgments on where you are. Never judgment. There's judgment is like the worst, most unproductive, useless thing ever. So this is not about judging yourself or shaming yourself or criticizing yourself for where you are. It's about seeing where you are, seeing the truth of where you are, whether you're active or passive, 
and making sure that you're happy with that decision and being really honest with yourself and asking yourself what type of role you want to play. And I can guarantee you that if you want to access and bring out your full capacities and your full capabilities as a leader, you're going to have to strengthen this muscle of challenging yourself and doing scary things and having scary conversations and going outside your comfort zone. But the good news is the only thing that's required to learn how to do that is willingness and openness. That's it. You don't need to feel confident. You don't need to feel ready. You will never feel ready. You just need to be open and willing to try and willing to learn. And that is where all of your growth is going to stem from. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was so much fun to record. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm going to put my contact information down in the show notes below. And if you want my support in this process of exiting your comfort zone, becoming a swamp lady, shattering imposter syndrome, asking for the promotion you want, getting the promotion you want, this is something that I do very frequently with my one-on-one clients, and I would love to support you. I am not taking one-on-one clients right now, but I will be taking on a small number of clients later on in 2021 and in early 2022. And the way to get in line and be first priority when those spots open up is to join my waitlist, which you can find on jessgusitcoaching.com slash coaching. If you want to work with me in the here and now, and you don't want to wait until later, the one way that you can work with me now is through my corporate programs. I do both corporate workshops where I come in and do trainings and education on communication and leadership and confidence, and I also do group coaching. So that is another way to work with me, which is a really fun way because you get to be with your colleagues and It's a whole different way of learning and experiencing coaching. If you are interested in that, the best thing to do is just shoot me an email, jessica at theartofspeakingup.com, and I would love to connect with you and figure out if I can support you. All right, here we are at the end. I'm so curious about how this episode is going to land. I really want to know if you end up having a conversation with your manager because of this episode or if this episode inspires you to take action. Send me a message at The Art of Speaking Up on Instagram. I'm curious. I want to know. And I also love celebrating you whenever I have someone reach out and share something with me. I always celebrate really, really big. And so I would love to celebrate you if this episode is making you want to take steps in your career. Ah, okay. Here we are at the end. (laughs) Another long solo episode, but what can I do? I'm going to sign off. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. I will catch you next week. And until then, may you enter the swamp and emerge a powerful swamp lady. Talk soon. Bye.